welcome everybody and thank you all for joining us for another episode of Tennessee Talks. My good friend, Sheriff, Sheriff Jimbo, James Barong. I've always known him as Jimbo. Jimbo's but good. It's good. Still good. All right. And he's a sheriff here in Blunt County. Blunt County, if you don't know, backs up to the Smoky Mountains. Incredible amount of traffic. People are just, I don't know how, I don't know what your, your population has grown since you took sheriff, but I'd say it's, it's substantial. It's substantial. Yeah. And you're, and you're, when you first took over, how many people were on your force? Including myself, 65 people. 65. The whole county. That's corrections, court services, everything else. That's just unbelievable. It is. I, I can't believe you could do anything at that point. I, you know, I guess everybody did a lot of overtime and everything they else. Did. All right. Well, and now how many do you have? Uh, about 350 people, okay. and we're still a short believe it or not, as we were then. No, I was going to say, I bet you with all the new population and everything and the drugs and everything uh, else. So anyway, well, let's, let's, let's go for it. a ride. Looking forward to it. This is Tennessee Talks with United States Congressman Tim Burchett. Tell me, Sheriff, what, what made you get into law enforcement? Well, Congressman, I don't know if you want this answer, but... Uh, call me Tim. Or Tim. <laughs> I was a young man, and uh, and I spent a lot of time in the back of the cruisers because uh, I was a little ambitious. Uh, let me start over. I was staying in a little bit of trouble just having fun, and they didn't think it was fun. They would... My grandmother would have to come and get me or my parents. Uh, sure. I was smart enough not to get in trouble when they were in town. So the Maryville <laughs> Police Department, got, they got wiser than I did. They saw that jail was going to deterrent, but they knew my parents were. So they enjoyed taking to be my to home and watching <laughs> yeah. my daddy beat me and everything else it did. It right. didn't take many times to realize I uh, wasn't afraid of the police at the time, but I was afraid of my mother and daddy. And and, and I knew the chief of police very well. He's a great guy. I played golf at the Air Golf Course, John R. Blue, about Third year chief at City of Maryville, yep. and uh, I don't know, he was my he was my hero kind of, and uh, I lied to him, and I don't know. I guess that answers your question. Uh, you became a did you become a patrolman? I did. I went to work for the sheriff's office in 1977. Uh, and worked about six months, and I went to the city of Maryville, and my first day there, I can remember vividly, was the day Elvis died, August 16th of 1977. Well. I was uh, on the way to Myrtle Beach. Oregon, I can remember, and they announced they, they stopped everything, and, wow. and it was just, uh, it was all the news for a couple of weeks, it seemed like. To go back in, I guess it, uh, I'm saying I got to know the police through the police, through their enforcement yeah. efforts, and again, they got to be my friend. They saw I wasn't a, a bad kid, just a little need a little direction. Correct. Well, we um, we talked, uh, you know, a little bit. We've talked a little bit about criminal activity, and uh, how's that changed since you first got got along, got uh, in in law enforcement? And, you know, I know the drugs and everything's going yeah. different, and, and um, electronics and everything else. Is it, how's all that changed? Well, you know, when I first came in, mainly, you know, we dealt with the domestics, but most crimes we had in Blount County were uh, crimes of opportunity. You know, somebody leaves their garage open and somebody sure. got them over, they'll take it. Sure. And Blount County changed from that with the, and the drugs, the, the nucleus, or the, the catapult of, of about 90% of the bad things we deal with. And so, to stay there. It's funding, funding the drug epidemic, basically. Yes. What it's doing, yeah. It's not somebody just greedy. They need, they need a fix. So, yeah. And, and you know, the crimes, whether it be uh, whatever the crime, about 90% will come back. They were 
they were high when they committed that crime, right? Uh, or they were trying to commit a crime to get money or access to get high. So that all comes back to uh, substance abuse issues, right? I've noticed that there's kind of a cohesive group with you sheriffs, at least in East Tennessee. I've yes. noticed they're very friendly. In the past, it hasn't always been that. I know that you and um, Sheriff in Knox County are close, and um, you know, he's been, he, like yourself, I guess he came up through the ranks and, and seen all the changes and everything. But this fentanyl, this fentanyl is just kind of, I mean, it is just, it's everywhere. It's the devil, I'm going to tell you right it now. Is. It, it, really it is. It really is. Devil, and how right? it affects uh, just the innocent people out here and, and the innocent families that have people that's uh, uh, into the drug abuse or, uh, or addicted to the drugs. It's sad to see the, the parents, the grandparents, the aunts and uncles that, that I deal with almost on a daily basis that wants to help. And unfortunately, yeah, you can't. unless they want to help, you, you can't get them help. Yeah. No, no, I was going to say, you can love them and talk to them and smack them on the butt, you know, that ain't gonna... No, it's no, not. It's I try to tell them that sometimes tough love or 99% of the time tough love is the only way to go. You know? Only way to go, you're exactly right. A buddy of mine who um, went through the program on some stuff told me one time, he said, brother, he said, uh, sometimes you have to live under a bridge before you realize, you know, you gotta hit rock bottom. There's no doubt about that. And with fentanyl, though, it seems rock bottom happens pretty quick. And I, I have some legislation I introduced um, that would, um, for traffickers, it would issue them a, either a life sentence or I would like to get the death penalty, but you know that ain't happening, but it was a life sentence for certain levels. And um, at the time it wasn't, it didn't get a lot of traction, but you know, it's funny when I proposed that legislation, it made a little national news or something. I got a call from a guy in South Carolina, I'll never forget this, and he said, his kid was on um, Adderall, which is like an attention right. something, I don't know, a lot of kids are on it now, but anyway, and he had a prescription for it, but he'd run, his prescription run out, and his buddy was also on it, and um, he thought he was, and he gave him an Adderall, but it was identical pill, but they stamped, crushed it out or whatever in somebody's garage, and it was bootleg, and it was laced with fentanyl, and they found him dead, and the pill was still in his mouth. He just literally just touched his lips and got it, got his tongue on it and, and crushed it, and, it had, and he died right then. It was that strong. I mean, I, don't, I just don't think people realize the strength of this stuff. And, and what, what a tragic loss of life. So yeah. valuable, and they just... Uh, just gone. It's I mean, gone. And, and, right. and he wasn't even a, you know, a drug abuser per se. It was just a situation where he trusted his buddy and his buddy screwed up big time on it. Um, what, what are your deputies? I know they face a lot of problems. Um, what, is, what are some of the biggest they face? Is there a psychological thing that you, you know, you have to you have to take that into consideration, I would No think. doubt about it, you know, whether it be fit for duty after a, a tragedy occurred. Yeah, you're going to domestic or some kids yeah. abused and they got a family. I mean, it, I just can't, you know, I watched a film this week um, on Hamas and um, how they uh, are treating some of these Jewish people, cutting their heads off, shooting little kids under desks and stuff. And I was like, holy cow. I mean, I couldn't imagine the military seeing that, but the, but the people in the room that were watching this video, people were leaving, getting physically ill, crying, and you know, just and people just walked out of there in shock after it was over with. And I just thought, man, maybe we might need to bring in a counselor, literally for this, for some folks. And Tennessee has a, has a great support uh, 
areas is statewide. They got a federal grant years ago. But you know the deputies, you know, we've been on uh, issue whether it be a car wreck that you know have you know five or six children killed yeah. in a house fire that's four or five children. Issues like that and it, you know they're human beings, I'm human being, and it, there's no way that it yeah. doesn't affect them. So we, we, they've really got a good formula. If we get people in within the, the first 72 hours to, to debrief right. them and go through the, the success rate is really astronomical. If we don't, really? it, it's, it's a major problem. Wow. So where are we, where are we heading to right now? Now this is the sheriff's office warehouse, and we store uh, a lot of equipment that, that we have that we keep it out of the weather and ready to go at, at any time, whether it be a command centers, boats, the armored personnel carriers. And right down here is we're in the process of building a drug task force building. Okay. It's a cooperative between Blount County Sheriff's Office, Blount County Government, and the city of Maryville and city of Alcoa. We just sold the place where we're in. I had about 3,500 square feet. We've been out. It's been outgrown for probably about seven, eight years. It's sad that we're having to build a building like this. We got it big enough to keep get our federal partners and our state partners and our other local partners in this building that we can have the partnerships and share the, the network of intelligence. As you can see, it's a, right. hopefully it will be done this spring. It's got a full-size basement, yeah. about 10,000 square feet. Excellent. And again, it, it's sad we're having to build that, but it's a necessity that we do. Yeah, and it's the cost of doing business. It is. When you get a lot of these folks moving in from the big cities, do they bring their big city problems with them, or are they trying to get rid, of, get away from? Them? Well, that's that's a, that's a great question, and I would think about, believe it or not, about 80, 90 percent of the people are here to get away from them. Uh, and we got so many good people moving in, and that, that don't want to change this thing. That likes their East Tennessee uh, philosophy and quality of life. Uh, yep. and, and I really like to enjoy meeting those people. Again, you got, you know, you'll have I, don't know, I say 20%, maybe too high, maybe 10%. That again, they want to bring in those uh, those city. things they're running from. They want to bring them with us. Yeah, I never understand that. I I go to a lot of these areas and. Um, and literally, some of them are more conservative than you and I are that, yeah. that come in because Correct. they've seen it and they've they've lost it all. They've lost they they lost all of it where they were from, and they know, um, you know what's going on there. And they're quick to tell me when I meet them, but we don't change anything. So they yeah. they understand what their thought process is. Yeah. Uh, I think they probably enjoy a little bit more of the law and order and the respect for law enforcement and our military and things like that that we have here. And, and, and not only the entire state of Tennessee, but especially East Tennessee, how blessed we are to, to be in a profession that has had a rough time for the last number of years, yeah. but to have to continue to have the support of our citizens in Blount County and the surrounding counties. And you mentioned earlier the, the sheriff's the, uh, fraternity county we have are all friends in this area. And well, Spangler. your counties run, butt up to each other and yeah. something runs over. It's a fluid. It's, it's fluid. And and you gotta have that cooperation. And, and, and the citizens win from that. Uh, whether I take a team to North County or they send a team here, or vice versa, versa yeah. it, it, it's a win because- uh, You don't have to get a court order, it's just no, a phone call. It's a or phone. it's just you're there and you yeah, have to call them exactly afterwards right. and say, hey, we're there. We did a commercial, Sheriff Spangler, myself, and Jimmy Davis, and uh, uh, not long ago, and Tommy uh, Jones from Monroe County, yeah. it, it's criminals have no boundaries. They, they don't know where the stop sign, where the street sign says, Blunt County, welcome to Blunt County, you're exiting Monroe County or Knoxville. Yeah. And so uh, working together is a win-win for every citizen. 
One thing I would like to say, uh, you know, of course, I know, and I, I just said a minute ago about the uh, the stress law enforcement has been under. You know, the recruiting and retention has been really, really hard for the for Dolly Bond. I can't imagine me. you could pay them what they're, you know. I mean. But it's been so hard for a sheriff's office, and we've been uh, kind of the bottom of the barrel for some reason for many, many years. And a lot of sheriff's offices, unfortunately, are all like that compared to the municipality or the state or federal agencies. Well, uh, the mayor and the county commission has seen in a couple of years uh, the issues, and it's really cheaper for us to hire good quality people, retain them, and uh, have the experience level there so we won't make a mistake as, uh, say, Shelby County did, uh, just trying to put a uniform on somebody to do a job. It just don't work in this profession. No. Yeah, but that's what happened. That's where you got a bad situation. It's going to cost that community 30, 40, 50 million dollars. It's going to be cheaper to pay them. But the county, uh, the county Mayor Ed Mitchell and, and her county commission, 21 of them, uh, stood strong this year and, and really took care of the sheriff's office employees. And, and we've seen the attraction uh, attracting employees, the interest in Blunt County has gone sky high. The retention has been fantastic. Uh, so we're not having a train the same uh, position over a person this month and next year we have to do the same thing again so it, it's really cheaper on the community and with the experience level helps us but I do want to brag on them for what the efforts yeah. they took this last budget year you know the federal government years ago I guess they still do it we still do it they send you these grants or whatever and then you know they run out after a couple of years and then you you know if it's right. a good program you want to continue there's no other way to do it but to go to your commission and then they have to scrounge and it might be stuff that you you needed but I know after 9-11 I mean, all the stuff they bought, you know, I can't right. imagine where that stuff is now, you know, because it just didn't, you right. know, it didn't materialize that you that you needed it, but you lost it, you lost it, so that you had to spend it, and then you, um, and then a lot of the stuff they had just never got used, which was unfortunate. I wish they'd have thought a little bit ahead of that and just thought about traditional law enforcement. Right. That's what you get when you have a bunch of politicians wanting to cut ribbons and not not get with the sheriffs and the law enforcement people prior to it. That, uh, yeah, they were. There's our barbecue place that went out down here, didn't they? It, tore it down there. They tore down the Chamber of Commerce bought that, uh, that, lot. that lot. Yeah. Yeah, but they went out of business here. They had a couple places in Knoxville, and they went out over there, too. Came over here to speak at something. I'm like, Dad, gum, there's something must be going on over here. And then I realized when I got inside that I was going on. I was the one speaking. I parked over here in their other lot over here. Yeah, Pat Gibson in my office. He was a big fan of that barbecue. And I That's great. He it just goes by. And I think he wants to place a wreath there every every time he drives by. All right, Sheriff, what are some of the unique challenges you all have in your law enforcement here in Blunt County? Really not that much difference than any law enforcement you know, issues that they have. I can't sit here and think of a, a unique cause that's different than another right. county right now. I really can't. Well, I mean, the, I guess the drugs, that just goes everywhere. It goes everywhere. It's, it's, it's just, it's it just coast to coast. And I appreciate you uh, addressing the fentanyl laws. And, and their problem here is the truth in sentencing. You know, the laws can be on the books, but if if you say, well, they just serve 30%, and the federal government's a lot better than the state on that. Sure. Uh, and truth in sentencing, there lays the problem. You got to have a, a deterrent for an action, and, and we don't have that. 
we're going to have a little wreck right there. Maybe you can yeah. get out and show me your skills. <laughs> <laughs> you got any big plans for Thanksgiving? Not really at all. That's a that's not a bad thing. No, that's a great thing. It really is, you know. I need a break sometimes after my breaks. Yep. My birthday is this year. Last year's on Thanksgiving. This right. year's on the Friday, the day after. I'll probably eat Saturday with my kids or something. And I, sometimes I go down to my ex-wife's uh, family. They, uh, right. They, they have a great relationship with them. Yep. I might go down Your there. Kids. Yeah. Got wonderful kids. I'm very, very blessed that you are. Yes. Yes, I am. Sheriff, thank you, brother. I appreciate you. But I, this is the part I, that I hate of this podcast the most, um, and that my viewers love the love the love the most. It's that you get to ask me any any kind of anything you want. Are you enjoying your job? Next question. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, I didn't expect that one. No, it, it's you know, it's public service. It's just yeah, a, it's it a different level. And yeah, I enjoy it. I, I, the thing I like about it is. Um, is, you know, I was at lunch today, and some the guy that was, um, um, there was a server there. He was helping us, and he was, um, he'd said something that, you know, I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times. He said, um, you know, that we'd done something for his family, and I tell you, that means That's more. That's very gratifying. That is, that is very gratifying. And I remembered what he was talking about, and you know, and, and how it had worked out uh -huh. and everything. And it, you know, he, he made a call. He wasn't a wealthy person like like the people that, that put you in office, but they they're the ones that, that right. keep us in office. That's and exactly. when they come up to you and say, and, and they mean it, because you know, he's he's working. He's He's trying to, he's managing half a restaurant there, his section was, and he was just, um, you know, and that, that, that means everything. It does. Me. Everything That's why we're me. here. Sheriff, brother, I appreciate you more than you know. Same it's here. Look a, forward to seeing you. It's been a great friendship. So thank you for years. And um, thank you. I'm Congressman Tim Burchett. This is another episode of Tennessee Talks. And again, thank you all for sending me here. And I want to thank my good friend, Sheriff Jimbo Barong. He's been a great friend of mine for years, and he's been great to my family. And, um, and I always feel very safe and secure when I'm in Blunt County, especially if my girls are over here. So, Sheriff, thank you, thank brother. You. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tennessee Talks. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Keep up with Congressman Burchett by following Rep. Tim Burchett on Twitter and Instagram and Congressman Tim Burchett on Facebook and YouTube.